Some years ago, we uh, started talking about launching some lifeboats. We talked about leaving the comfort of what we know in order to enter into a world that we didn't know as well, we were less comfortable in and less prepared for. As a consequence, uh, a huge number of people have found Jesus that never would have found him if we'd not started that journey. People that never would have come into our sphere of influence. Almost everybody who's got baptized in the last eight to ten years is the exact consequence of a community, of a lifeboat, of someone of us reaching out. Uh, And I just want to pause as a whole community and say, we want to super honor those of you who've led communities, those of you who've had a crack at something, those of you who are carrying the scars of what you've led and what you've had a crack at, uh, those of you who've stepped out in faith. There are many things that we have learned and are learning along the way, but it's been so good. Thank you. Jesus moved into, the Bible says, the neighborhood. He was focused on getting his people, his disciples, sent rather than getting them seated. He created a discipling, a missional community, a missional family that went with him. And community life at Burlington is absolutely fantastic. And we're going to spend a little bit of time just giving each of us a little window on that community life. Claire's going to come and lead us. And then I've got a few comments about a backstory. And then we're going to be winging our way off into lunch. Community life at Burlington, it comes in all sorts of different shapes and sizes, different rhythms and different contexts. But this is what brings us all together. We're, we're focused on our connection with God Uh, our inner, our connection with each other, and together our ability as a lifeboat to reach out. And at the heart of that, we're seeking to be the family that God's called us to be, Claire. So if I've uh, had an email from you and you're going to come and speak, now's your moment. Please stand and make your way up. Everybody who's uh, sent me something to say about their community, uh, if I can get you to all stand beautifully in a line in the front, that would be good. You obeyed Sarah beautifully, so you can... These guys represent our lifeboats. All of them. Come along this way, move along, stand across the front. Yeah, that's great, lovely. These guys represent our lifeboats. And some of them, for a number of years now, have either been leading or been part of a community, a missional community or a community based here at Burlington, who have sought to do just what we've seen and what we see in Jesus to seek and save the lost. And so we've asked each of them just to share one or two lines maximum about, I'm saying maximum people, about their community, about something about their up or their in or their out. I'm going to introduce which community they're from and just share something. I'm going to just start it here, walk it all the way along. And when we get to Becky at the end, I want to hear a massive round of applause, okay? Because what you're about to hear are some people giving this a shot and are praising God for what's happening. So Katie, you're up first. So guys, I'm part of Gather. Um, one of the things I love about Gather is the way that we welcome um, each other's people of peace. We're really good at making them feel loved and included. Uh, my people of peace are Mike, Ben and Abby, and all of Gather know them. And they know most of Gather, and they feel welcomed to everything. They know that they will be prayed for, and they know where they can come to be part of a family and loved. I'm part of the youth, and 
what I love about the youth is that, hey, thank you. Um, what I love about the youth is that it's always changing. Um, everyone's, always, there's never a dull moment. Like, we're always having a laugh. And when new people come in, everyone is welcomed and everyone is accepted and everyone just has a laugh. I love that. Hi, my name's Georgina. I am part of Feet for the Street. One thing I love about our community is the opportunity we have to talk to people about Jesus. People give their lives to Christ and some are baptised and become church members. Hi, I'm part of Time to Sew and actually Time to Sew put out a lifeboat for me when I was drowning and I was able to climb in with the love and support that they gave me. So what I love about Time to Sew is the love and support they give and the help they are able to give you to be a part and show you what a part of a Christian community looks like. So that's been wonderful. Thank you. Hi, we're part of the First Steps community and one of the things I love about our community is the way we do in. With our support, love, openness and prayer for each other as a family. And Barry's going to carry on. A great moment at Berlin recently was summer at Berlin in 18 when we met together weekly doing something special with our First Steps family with love, commitment, fun and thankful hearts. <laughs> Hello, I'm Liz. I'm part of a new song community choir here um, headed up by Andrew and myself. And... Um, we try and build relationships with those of our non-Christian uh, members. Um, one of the ways we've done that over the last three years, we've had joint um, concerts with Saxceptional and um, Ipswich Mu Music um, Union Big Band, and we've served um, refreshments for that as a community, and, and that's helped us to grow together. Hi, I'm Shireen and I'm part of the Tiddlywinks community as well as the leader. One of the things I like about our community is the way we do out, getting alongside parents and grandparents on a Tuesday morning while children play and have fun. I am part of the Elevenses community. One thing I love about our community is the way we can serve local people, feeding and clothing those in need, giving friendship and a listening ear to many who have no one to turn to. I am part of the Tuesday afternoon small groups or house groups, as I like to think. One of the things that I love so much about our group is the way that they care, well, we care for each other. Um, we are able to share in the sense of security our problems and our joys. And it really does bring so much to me personally because I've felt all at sea for the last year or so and it really has helped so much to know that there are people that really care for me and pray for me. Thank you so much. Hi, um, I'm part of the Impact Group along with um, the others who are a bit too shy to come up here today. <laughs> Um, we meet on a Thursday. Uh, there's two sort of venues. One is a sheltered housing hostel for young people, and there's also uh, the CYM centre in town. 
Uh, one needs a, a really good ability to eat lots of bread, which is provided by Marks and Spencers, I think. Um, it's, it's wonderful to work with young people who have had difficult times and um, to kind of journey with them and see them grow and develop uh, and have a, a place they feel safe and can eat lots of bread. Uh, I'm part of a home group and together we laugh a lot and uh, share what God has been doing in our lives. We have a really good team or we have a, a, a super community feel and we support one another uh, through difficult times. Uh, the, the group has been wonderful to me over the last few years when life has been really difficult. Uh, and we do support each other every week we meet now and, and pray for each other. And uh, this summer we shared a supper together and then at the end of the summer we had fish and chips supper and it's just wonderful to do those things together that families would do. Hi, I'm Becky. I'm part of The Hub. Um, the one thing that I really love that we do is the way we look after each other um, when we have babies, as we seem to all be doing now at the moment. We've had three babies in the past six months within our group, and it's been fantastic as everyone provides meals for each other for about two weeks after we've had the baby, which is just the most amazing blessing, as you can imagine. Now a big cheer. Come on, people. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for sharing. We could say so much more. Trying to pin them down to two sentences was hard. But as they sit down, just have a seat for a moment. Uh, our, our lifeboats, everybody, who are going out in Jesus' name to seek and to serve the lost. Great. Thanks, Claire and everybody. So there is always um, a backstory. And I want to just uh, pull the curtain back on, on some of the, the things that I see as the backstory to all the fantastic things that are going on in our community life. And uh, um, perhaps I can sum it up like this. Communities don't need superheroes or have to meet super needs. One of the backstories about our communities is that you have one or two people who are kind of um, doing too much of holding it all together and a number of us perhaps not offering the little that we can in the way that we can. And so almost by default, we've created superheroes out of people. You know the ones I mean, you'll, you'll recognize them in your community. They're the ones that without which the whole thing falls apart. Yeah? And you know who I'm talking about already. Now, if you were to ask them, did they want to become superheroes, they would go, no. If you were to ask them and have the courage to ask them, do they want some help, they will say, yeah, absolutely, I, I want some help. But if we step back and leave them to it, we create superheroes out of them. And even superheroes grow tired and weary. That's not the kind of communities we're trying to build. So I offer that as a picture for you to think about the community that you're in and think, are we creating superheroes out of people who never should be superheroes? I'm not saying they aren't brilliant people, and of course we're all superheroes and they're doing a fantastic job, but just like with the mentoring, just like with that idea that a little bit goes a long way, is there a little bit we should all be doing in our community to stop people becoming superheroes? And the trouble with creating superheroes in our community is the rest of us go, well, I could never do that, so therefore I can't lead a community. And that's where we are at the moment. People think that leading a community is way too much hard work and effort, and it shouldn't be. 
But if we're not careful, we create pictures of it being like that because instead of us it relying on the many, we end up in our communities letting it rely on a few. So the superhero thing, we don't need superheroes. And we don't need in our communities necessarily to meet super needs. Now we see very visibly in our church life some communities meeting some very big needs. We're going to you know, take on people with addictions or people with some uh, a particular pressing need and we think, gosh, I could never do that. Now some people are called to that and that's great. We need an army of communities that are meeting what we might just call normal needs. The biggest need in Ipswich is loneliness. And that's a need that every community can meet. You with me? So let's not get put off uh, uh, in terms of reaching out in our communities, going, well, we're not up to much, really, because we're not conquering the, the world in a particular, uh, 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 with a particular need in mind. So we don't need superheroes, and we don't need super uh, needs. Uh, we need an army of ordinary communities that are reaching out in all kinds of different ways. So I'm asking you, in terms of uh, the little, the loaves and fish uh, for you that you can uh, bring, uh, I'm asking you to share in one community. If you're not sharing in a community at Burlington, I- I'm asking of you to go, hey, if we need all three of those things, remember what we had at the beginning of the morning, those three need to come together for growth, then I'm going to do my bit. I'm going to share in the life of one of these communities because we have to launch these lifeboats. You with me? We've got to get more lifeboats out into the sea. We've got to get more lifeboats that are dependent on the many and not the few, and then we'll begin to see the growth uh, that we're longing uh, to see. So share in one. Or if you look at them all and go, no, I don't like any of those. They all look really boring. Well, start one. Honest, start one. If you think, I'm, I don't fit any of those, for whatever reason, start one. We will do our utmost to help you, that video that we keep playing about supporting you to be the church where you are, we will throw all that we've got to help you start one, start a meal with a few people in your neighborhood, start an activity with a couple of people in this church, start a friendship group, a common interest group, whatever it might be, uh, you won't be alone, we'll help you do it. And finally, backstory to our community life. I'm asking don't stay shallow. By that I mean, we can treat communities a bit like pick and mix at Woolworths. Who remembers Woolworths? Oh, where's Woolworths gone? See how that gave a natural response? Jesus is risen from the dead. Remember Woolworths? Oh, yes. Woolworths. Pick and mix. You can get pick and mix somewhere else. Someone else must do that. Wilkinson's. Yes, I tend not to. Anyway, pick and mix. And you go, I'll pick a little bit from that community, and I'll pick a little bit from that community, or I'm part of this community, but you know, I'll go to the things that I like. I'll pick and choose. That really hampers the life of our communities. The biggest thing, people that carrying the weight of your community need is consistency. Honestly, it's consistency. Do what you say and say what you do and keep doing it. Little thing, regularly, consistency. If you pick and mix you weaken inadvertently all of the communities. Jesus didn't pick and mix. He chose 12 and he stuck with them through thick and thin and something brilliant happened at the end. That's the journey that I believe God is calling us to. So instead of going shallow, because if you pick and mix, you have that shallow kind of Facebook friendship relationship with everybody, 
We don't really know anybody. You call them all your friends. Uh, What we need is deeper relationships because it's deeper relationships that carry the weight of the gospel and help us to transform our lives. So don't go shallow, go deep. And if going deep sounds really scary, then learn to swim because there's plenty of people around to help you because we're lifeboats after all. Get it? See what I did there? Mix the metaphors all up so it doesn't really work anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, go deep. Go a little bit deeper. So maybe you're 1% in the community life of our church that marginal gain might be, how are you going to go just, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into my community this autumn, and a little bit deeper in the spring, and a little bit deeper into the summer. It's nearly lunchtime. If you haven't booked in for lunch but want to stay, you're very welcome. All those who've booked in for lunch go, that's not fair. Jesus told a story about that. You can rock up at the end of the day and still get the day's wages. That's what grace is all about, and God will work it all out. We're going to do what we must do to make this a proper Sunday morning. Take up the offering. Take up the offering. Now, details about the offering will be on the screen maybe, or maybe not. I've taken them by surprise. We take up our offering as a way of just saying a massive thank you to God as part of our life together and our worship uh, together. We're going to sing, oh, oh, praise the name. Um, Oh, and you need to collect your kids. You need to collect your kids. So if you kind of go and collect your kids reasonably quickly, that would be great. And we're aiming for lunch to start at about quarter to uh, one. Remember, this is like a public place. It's like a park. Look after your children. Look after your friends and family. Look after your belongings. Let's stand together.